When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply to get me back into uh, rugby league mode after a season full of great cricket. Uh, it's Andrew Voss. Uh, it's that time of the year for me. And, of course, when you see the likes of Roger Tuovasa-Shek uh, running out for the Warriors, and, uh, okay, they didn't beat the, the Tigers, but there was a sellout crowd in Christchurch for a pre-season game. Who to thunk? Who would have thunk that in the years gone by? Uh, Vossi, good morning to you. Um, it's about to become very, very busy for you, I, I would imagine. Uh, you've had a bit of an off season, but you started back in uh, started back in earnest. First question, two questions. Uh, first of all, are you going to Las Vegas? Yes. Good morning, Smithy. That's a yes. All locked in. Got my visa. Got everything. Tuesday week fly out. Well, that's an exciting double header. Tell us a wee bit about that to kick things off. Oh well, oh, look, it's a bold venture, but you know, I don't think people have got their heads around that we're doing this for the next five years. This is just not a one-off hit and run. You know. See how it goes. Locked in the next five years, we open the NRL season with a double header in Vegas. Uh, it's a bold venture. I'm all on board, and I'm not just saying that because I'm, I'm getting the thrill and privilege of going over to work and call it for Fox League. But I, I just say Peter Valandis. He is he's more than just a dreamer. He makes things happen, and the quest for more revenue streams, the potential around America. And the punting dollar, and they've been upfront about it, Smithy. You know, it it, it it will start in the millions. It has the potential to get into the hundreds of millions. Why not pursue it? Unbelievable. So the, there's two matches. Are they are they, they are a double here? Are they back-to-back or can, uh, different days? Are they in the Super Bowl stadium? No. Tell us a wee bit about it. Yeah, back-to-back. It'll be a Saturday night Vegas time. So let me try and do the conversion now. So Fox League is going to be on air midday Australian time. So that'll be... Two o'clock in the afternoon New Zealand time, and that means the games will be at 3.30 and around about 5.30 um, New Zealand time. So very friendly on the Sunday, uh, on Sunday week. So that is a fantastic time. It's at the Super Bowl venue there in Vegas. They are going to play on the same turf. Uh, the stadium holds around 65,000. It's my information at the moment. They've sold over 40,000, but they haven't actually started the marketing push locally yet. They're only going to do that in the 10 days leading up, and that makes sense. No one's going to buy a ticket you know, to, to a rugby league doubleheader uh, months out. So, no, they'll, they'll, they'll ramp it up now. Uh, and I'm told more than 20,000 Australians are going over, <laughs> going to be in Vegas. So, wow, what an event. But as I say, first of five years of doing it. Mm. It's, it's going to be some way to kick off a season, that's for sure. Although some may say the season's underway anyway because of the Indigenous Māori All-Star Games between both the men's and the women's uh, teams. Uh, what did you make of those two games Friday night? Yeah, look, we had this discussion on our breakfast show here with Brandy this morning in Sydney. Uh, the Not that it's lost its luster, but it's sort of got lost a little bit, the All-Stars, because... Fox now broadcast every single pre-season challenge match. So whereas before, mm. when the All-Stars came in, it was on its own pedestal. You know, there was the only games we did pre-season would be the All-Stars, the Charity Shield normally got a run, and 
you know, a World Club Challenge final. That would be it leading up to the season proper. But now we have all the other games. So really, the All-Stars game was just one of, <laughs> you know, the whole package from the weekend. There were four games on Saturday, back-to-back. There were three yesterday. Uh, I Look, I still enjoyed it. More, too much rugby league's not enough for me. Um, probably feel the format needs... I, the only thing I say about All-Stars is that in the tradition of All-Stars games, and NBA have their All-Stars today and that, I like to see all the stars. And I did actually like back in the day when, well, let's say if we could do it now, you know, Sam Burgess played in the same side as James Graham, could play in the same side as a James Tedesco, as a Latrell Mitchell. It really was All-Stars. I still wouldn't mind seeing one of those games again somewhere down the track, but very hard to fit in to the schedule from the game that was played on Friday night, men's and women's, entertaining um, and, and really good signs for Cronulla. Braden Trindle, who actually won the Preston Campbell medalist player of the match, that's very encouraging for Cronulla because I think from memory, Nico Hines was the player of the match last year. So you've got the two Cronulla halves um, have won uh, men of the match awards in, uh, in consecutive years in that game. And uh, that was one of the things that came out of it, wasn't it? That that combination was uh, was absolutely superb between the Sharks' halves. Yeah, I, I, I like the match right... Well, I like the way it sort of got into the game right for the opening minutes. They'd obviously prepared. I mean, there's so much around the game, you know, cultural and um, commitments uh, from that perspective. But they, they, it became apparent they'd done some work on the training field as well. And uh, and it, it certainly helps if you've got club combinations that puts you at a great advantage. Yeah, I think that's one of the stories out of the game. Hines and uh, and and Trindle Trindle growing as a player. Um, Cronulla have moved on Matt Moylan, so that's encouraging for them. Right. Okay. Let's uh, also look at the, this weekend, where the the Panthers and uh, Wigan go head to head in the World Club Challenge. How seriously do uh, Australians regard this? Well, I think Penrith do because it's the trophy that's missing from the cabinet. Now, they've won three straight premierships. Last year, place St. Helens on home soil at Penrith got beaten by the field goal. I think that left us... You know, that's a bit of a sore point. Now they get to go to England. Uh, the ground was sold out many weeks ago for the match against Wigan. Penrith, even though they haven't had a trial and, and Wigan have started their season... Um, in the Super League over the weekend, and, and Wigan were winners, big winners over the Castleford Tigers. I think Penrith are taking this 100% seriously and desperately want to win this crown. Right, OK, we'll keep our eyes on that as well. We, we were pretty impressed. You, you talk about pre-season interest, and as you say, no, um, too much league is not enough for you. It appears that uh, the bug is caught on early over here. We sold out in Christchurch for a yeah, pre-season game. So good. That's quite interesting, so isn't it? Oh, it was, yeah. you know, and sun shining um, and, and game too. It was plenty of drama, obviously, the send-off and all the rest. But I actually got um, I got more out of the game, Warriors in defeat, than I did out of the Tigers winning it. The fact that the Warriors played with 12 men for such an extended time, in some way... I don't think Andrew Webster would have minded that. Like, that's a, that's a test you're not expecting to get early on. And I think, look, I went away. I put the Warriors as one of my three main takeaways from the weekend this morning on the breakfast show here. I think it proved to me there's depth. So whatever the Warriors achieved last year, they are in a stronger position right now. I see no reason at all why they will go backwards. In fact, just based on, and you've got to be very guarded around trial form and what you get out of it. But I think I got 
the impression of depth, and depth is a good thing. Um, and uh, I have got the Warriors locked and loaded for another good season. I don't think 2023 was a false dawn, Smithy, and I think the work ethic and the effort of the team yesterday, even in being beaten by Tigers, you know, the Wooden Spooners, I saw enough there to know that the Warriors are on the right path at the moment. I think every person in this country was interested in the RTS display at centre. What did you make of that? Yeah, no, and that's one of the reasons. I Again, very encouraged by that. Uh, How do I say this uh, with respect to rugby union? I think he's come back a stronger player. So I suppose is that a wrap for rugby, but I think he's come back a player who perhaps hasn't been knocked around. Um, I think a player ready to, you know, engage in the, the physical contact of the rugby league. Someone brought out the stats that said that he had more running metres in 50 metres yesterday than he had in 18 games. Yep, true. <laughs> in rugby. Now, that, that, that's probably true. Um, yep. I, I think he's a, he's a rugby league player, not a rugby union player. Sorry, Roger, but it's great to have him back. It's, it's not just for the Warriors. It's great for the competition to have Roger Tuovasashek back. You mentioned uh, one of the three takeaways for the weekend. Who are the other two for you? I thought, yeah, okay, Smithy, I had the Broncos. Um, I think they have superstar quality. Now, provided they're not complacent, I don't see the the Broncos going backwards this year either. And that's even though they lost the likes of Tom Flegler, Herbie Farnworth, Kurt Capel's lob there at the Warriors. I just see star quality there. I think players that sort of, like Reese Walsh, just a little period yesterday, he's going to be a superstar again this year. I think Selwyn Cobbo in the centres is going to be a success Brendan Piakura in the back row looks like he has trained so well in the off-season. Um, so I'm seeing really good things. Star quality with the Broncos. I think there'll be a number of sides that they hammer this year. When they have their on days, Brisbane will be very hard to beat. And I watched um, the Rabbitohs firsthand on Saturday night, Charity Shield against a Dragon side that was a bit moderate. But the, the Rabbitohs have a really good front row rotation now. Um, so Thomas Burge is still in the mix. His last year in the NRL... Davida Totola will be knocking the door down of origin if picked. Um, I, I think Sean Kepi, a terrific signing from Manly, a front rower who has yet to find his best. I think he can do it at South. And Davey Moali, who's played some internationals for the Cook Islands. He's another one that looks like he's had a great off-season. He's now got 31 NRL games under his belt. He's only averaged, you know, 20, 25 minutes. He now looks like he could start every week. He looks really good. So I like the forwards of South Sydney. And if their forwards play well... That just allows Damien Cook, Cody Walker, Latrell Mitchell, throw in a Jack Whiten to do their thing. That's good signs for the Rabbitohs. And uh, to the contrary, uh, way too early to write sides off, I would imagine, because on what you've seen. Um, mm. But uh, if you look at, uh, for instance, Benji, uh, we've got a lot of interest in the mm. West. Of course, we've always had a following here. But, yep. but what about Benji and his prospects this year in terms of uh, the bottom side of the table? What are the upsides looking here? Yeah, well, I'm pretty sure he's not getting carried away with yesterday, but winning sure beats losing, you know what I mean? Like, at, at least you feel <laughs> you feel good about things. Um, and it was, you know, it, just so our listeners understand, you're allowed to use 28 players in these trials. That's the cap. You're allowed to use 28, and it's unlimited interchange. So it's far removed from when we get to the season proper. But again, yesterday, depth, um, you know, tr- showing some young players, getting a little taste of it, blokes... Um, like Heath Mason, the young fullback. He was hammered in a corner, got ragdolled over the sideline. Yeah, playing in front of a full house, first time in the top grade. That has to be a good thing. And they come through and get a result as well. So they take plenty out of it. I had a good chat with Benji um, about two weeks ago, Ian. 
Gee, he looks comfortable. I, I know it's before a ball's kicked, if you know what I mean, but he, yeah. he, he strutted about, looked, presented himself like a head coach, no nerves at all, ready to back himself. Um, whether that produces wins straight up, I don't know, but he seems very confident in his own skin as a head coach in the NRL, Benji Marshall. Uh, Fossey, there was a text that came in earlier and they said because it was the nature of um, of pre-season footy as such, I know there's a prize money on it, etc. but mm. some people say, well, why, why would they not just go back to 13 aside and send the player yeah. off, but, you yeah. know, for the sake of the exercise, still play 13 on 13? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm with that theory. I know you're making up rules on the run here, but it's mm. almost... Um, yeah, this is a couple of possible, you know, hypothetical scenarios. Uh, you could have said, look, he, he's sin-binned. They, you will have to play with 12 men for 10 minutes. That's the penalty, and he can't come back on. But then it's 13 on 13. I, I could have lived with that. I also could have lived with, if, if I was there covering the game and word came filtered down that the Tigers have said, gentlemen's agreement, no, we want the trial to be against 13 on 13. Andrew, you can run on a replacement. I wouldn't have had any drama about that at all. But yes, there's that mm. little bit of prize money being thrown in. I suppose the integrity of that and bonus points, another club mm. might have had a problem. If the Warriors were allowed to do that and go on and win the whole thing, well, is that just? Well, perhaps not. But there would have been no outrage from me if we had have made some policy on the run yesterday to keep it 13 on 13. And two other uh, smaller matters. Uh, well, not small for us, but um, Aussies have arrived here. Uh, we're so looking yeah. forward to this. This test series, on the back of that loss to the West Indies, I would imagine uh, the Australian uh, world champion test side will be pretty pretty keen to get here and right the wrong as well, won't they? 100%. 100%. I mean, we just had it locked in that we're uh, going to do a clean sweep of the summer and then to get that loss, it was still one of the best moments of the summer, Smithy. I've got to tell you, from mm. even from an Australian perspective, it was one of my highlights of the summer, if not the highlight. It was an incredible moment, incredible you know, sporting theatre and the story and backstory around some of the players. But now the two are on. I've only just finished half an hour ago speaking to Ricky Ponting on our show this morning, who's headed your wow. way to play the golf. So his main priority well, is to play is, the yeah. golf. He's, he's off too. Of course he is. He's got a hard <laughs> week of work and he's going to be playing down there. What, the, is New Zealand Open? He's playing down in Queenstown. That's right. So he's there and, and that corresponds with the test. So his um, his watching will be affected by how well he plays because if he, may, if he gets through the first two days, he plays the weekend. Um, so that's Ricky Ponting. But no, he's really excited about it. The summer of cricket has not ended. Um, and mm. this has the potential still to be one of the highlights of the summer. It's going to be hard to top that West Indies test. But as a contest, I think it has the potential to be one of the highlights of the summer. And uh, I think we're all looking forward to it. Great way to finish the let's, summer of cricket. Let's hope so. Uh, I really, really am looking forward to it uh, from uh, uh, an SEN, SENZ combination as well. That, that should be good. Hey, and just finally... Always they've had stories around them, um, the equestrian side of things. But Shane Rose and his man Keeney, one of your most celebrated equestrian yeah. Olympians of recent times. Shane Rose and the man Keeney. What's that? Well, Smithy, yeah, now this is an event. It was in the Southern Highlands in New South Wales. That's where I live here in Australia. I didn't know about this event. Um, but apparently they do <laughs> fancy dress. Now, it says in the article, and, and we tried to chase up, was it true? Because we've heard... There was just one complaint, Smithy. One person mm-hmm. complained. I have to out them. Who, who's complaining? They said, but there were children in the crowd. The children would have laughed. No children. Mm-hmm. You would have been covering their eyes. The blokes come out in a fancy dress. They would have laughed. 
And any close-up photos, Shane Rose is laughing. Talk about your storm in a teacup. And for a question Australia to react like they have, wow, what about their management? Over the top. You just dismiss it. You say, oh, please, leave us alone. So anyway, surely his position at Olympics, and he's been to three of them, cannot be in jeopardy. Um, an outrageous story at people being outraged, or a person being outraged. Just one person, one complaint, and a sporting body react like this. What a joke. Yeah, what an absolute joke. Uh, it's, a, it's a funny story, actually. It should have been left at that. Well, that's Bossy, what I mean. Where's our up? sense of humour yeah. gone, Smithy? I oh, know. It's, it's gone. <laughs> Seriously. It's, it's gone, mate. New. Honestly, and you... You as a commentator and a broadcaster, you probably are more aware of that than anyone else, that uh, the latitude seems to be getting thinner and thinner the whole time. Let's just hope Mr. Crawley and Mr. Weiss give you plenty of per diems so you can enjoy Las Vegas. Vegas That's another issue. We might talk about that next week. I've been told that a breakfast in America, a good breakfast, you're paying 80 US. Well, let's say I won't be having dinner or lunch based on my per diems if it's 80 bucks US <laughs> for breakfast. And no, I do like a big breakfast with you. It's a sore point here too, so don't worry about yeah. it, Vossi. You've not got that on your own, mate. Great to catch up with you, uh, as always, uh, first time this year, and uh, we look forward to things ramping up very closely. Thank you, my friend. Have a good week. We'll have fun this year, Smithy, no doubt about it. And go the Warriors up the Waz in for a good year. Up them damn, up them damn Waz, mate. When they get to Las Vegas, I'm on. 11.20, Andrew Voss there out of Australia. Thank you very much, sir. Uh, we'll be back very, very shortly with some more uh, texts. We'll have a sports desk as well. There's plenty going on. Is Joey, who's doing the sports desk? Joey? Or Br- Joey, Joey Bell, folks. Joey Bell is going to do a sports desk for us. Uh, that could be the equivalent of a BAFTA. It could be. And it could not be as well. 11.21.